Okay. What's my take on the current market condition? It's a great question. It's on a lot of people's minds. I'm sure it's on your mind. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. I can say this, the market, the real estate market uh, goes up and down. It, it always has, and it probably always will. And so the first thing to remember is, the market has been down before. If you've not been in real estate very long, maybe you don't remember, maybe you're too young, but a lot of us remember what happened in, in 08. And that happens to be when I got started in real estate. I started really at the beginning or right as the, the crash was happening. That's when I got into real estate. And when I was getting into real estate, everybody, the media, when I say everybody, I mean the media, right? The media was telling all of us that real estate was crashing. You know, the overarching message that we heard all the time was real estate bad, right? Like it, it was, it was articulated in different ways, but at the end of the day, everybody who had a, a microphone or a platform or was on TV or the radio or whatever, they were all saying real estate get you know run run away it's a burning building and you need to, you need to get out right now and that's when i started now i don't watch the news i don't listen to that kind of stuff so maybe i was a little bit naive going into it but to be honest i had procrastinated and and held off of starting my real estate business for a number of years and I've talked about this a lot. I've talked about it at Flip Hacking Live. I've talked about it other places. Uh, but I, I was really just afraid. I was afraid to get started. And when I decided I wanted to get into real estate, it was way before 2008. The market was great. It was booming. It was awesome. But I didn't get in. And, and it wasn't until I got over that fear and got started that you know I finally got myself going. It was 2008. And I might have started sooner if I had gotten the nerve sooner. Maybe it was luck that held me to start until 2008. But whatever the case, I got in when everyone was saying, get out. And a lot of times in life, that's where people really make big things happen in their life and in their career. When everybody else is running away, you you run in, right? And so I did that. And I was it was a little bit naive. I'm not going to lie. I didn't time the market so that I got in when everything was starting to crash and, and going low. But that is when I got in. And so the market kind of whatever ha whatever's happening in the market, like what's happening right now, it kind of dictates to you how you structure your business, how you structure what you're doing so that you can take advantage of whatever market condition you're in. And don't get me wrong, in 2008, 2009, 2010, right, those first two or three years of, of when every, you know, real estate and a lot of things, economics were going kind of crazy. But when that happened, it was bad for a lot of people, right? People buying, or I'm sorry, people who owned houses and things, they lost them, they went in foreclosure and all that. So I'm not saying that when the market crashes, it's necessarily universally good for everybody. But I can tell you when the market starts to slide into like that recession 
or the the house prices start going down, it can be really, really good uh, for real estate investors. But ultimately, I think every market, I believe, I truly believe that every market is a good real estate market. It's always good. There's no bad real estate market. There's bad strategy and there's bad business owners who don't adjust their strategy for the market that they're in. And so when, you know, we typically think of the market in two ways, it's either a buyer's market or a seller's market. But the reality is those are the two opposite ends of the spectrum. Or if you want to look at it like a peak and valley, those are at the opposite ends. You have a seller's market maybe is where, where we are now, or, you know, people usually consider that the top of the hill. And then you have the the buyer's market when the prices drop. So house prices are high, seller's market. House prices are low, buyer's market. But the reality is those are the two extremes, but we have the transition periods when you're going down the hill toward the lower housing prices, or once you get at the bottom, you start going up. Now you're on this transition going toward the higher end or the higher prices, the higher house values where it's a seller's market. And generally people know what to do and they sort of have their bearings once you either get to the top or the bottom it, it becomes real clear where you are we all know we're at the top and maybe for most of us we kind of realize we're starting to crest that hill and, and we're starting to go the other way i don't think in my market at least i've not seen house prices go down what i've seen is uh a slowing of the acceleration of prices or maybe even a leveling off a little bit of house prices, but I'm not seeing them go down. So when you see that slowing down or that, that leveling off to me, that's when you're sort of hitting the top of that Hill and you're getting ready to go down the other side. And so we kind of know where we are. We're at the top of the Hill right now, but the real, uh, the real strategy and the real, you know, smart investor understands when they start going down the other side of the hill or when they're coming up the hill, right? When they've already hit bottom and they're going up. And so we're going into a period where it's going to become easier to buy and a little bit harder to sell because as house prices decline or as they go down, and we don't know, we don't know how far they're going to go down. We honestly don't even know if they're going to go down. Now, if you've seen them start to go down in your market, then okay, then they're going down in your market. But I think in general, like across the country, I don't think we're seeing a lot of markets where house prices are going down. Sometimes what it feels like, it feels like the market's going down. It's because the rate that we're going up slowed or stopped, right? So, but it's but just because you stop going up or you stop going forward, it doesn't mean you're going backward. It just means you're not going forward as fast or you're not going forward anymore. Maybe you stopped. But Stopping is different than going backward. And I think we're kind of slowing or stopping, right? We're getting to the top of that, that mountain where maybe we're going to go to the other side. Um, so it's going to become in the coming months and maybe even in the next couple of years, it's going to get a little bit more challenging to sell properties. And so if you're a house flipper, you have to be aware of that. Now, I don't do a lot of house flipping. Um, I, I do a few here and there, but you have to really take into account, and it's sort of like, you know, you have to sort of, it, it's almost like you're throwing a ball, like you're a quarterback throwing a ball to a wide receiver. 
when it comes to house valuation and, and pricing and how you look at that. And so when you're throwing a ball to a wide receiver, you can't throw it to where they are. You have to throw it to where they're going to be when the ball gets to them. And so when you're pricing houses as a house flipper, for example, or even a, even a wholesaler, when you're selling to flippers, you kind of have to understand how they look at this too. You can't run your numbers and completely base it on what it's worth today. You need to base it on where it will be when you're ready to sell. And depending on the size of your, size of your project or how quickly you turn these things around, maybe that's three, six, nine months. Maybe your project is large. Maybe it's going to be a little longer. I don't know. But you have to sort of understand if the market's declining and that house is today is worth 250000 maybe when you go to sell in four to six months, it's going to be worth two forty, you know, or two forty five or to 38, right? It's going to be maybe a little bit less than what it is today. If you're in a market that is going down the other side of the hill, right? You're going down and that's the transitional period that we're in. So you have to sort of, you have to use a little bit of foresight when you're, when you're timing the market or, or when you're pricing your, your properties and running your numbers initially, you have to think of it that way. Over the last couple of years, it was okay. And maybe even necessary in some markets because of how competitive it can be. That you would say today that house is worth 250 fully renovated, but when I go to sell it in three to six months, I might be able to get 260 because we're in a market that's rapidly appreciating. And so that was sort of appropriate over the last maybe 12 to 24 months, we could do that. Um, those days are probably behind us or, or getting close to being behind us. So we have to we have to lead that receiver, as they say. We have to throw the ball where the receiver is going to be. And so we have to anticipate the market maybe going down a little bit. Um, but I want to just tell you this. It, the market is always good. I said that a minute ago. The market doesn't have any ill intentions. The market isn't out to get you. Like the markets, it's good no matter what's happening. Um, in a recession or when market prices start, I'm sorry, house prices start going down or we're in that market that's sort of declining. What ends up happening, and this happened in 2008, like where, where the market crashed, right? It was like awful. Most people were panicking and freaking out and their house values just dropped, you know, essentially overnight. I mean, it took, you know, maybe six, six eight months, but it felt like it was overnight. What happens during that time, and it's coming, it's going to happen again, is people start seeing house prices are going down and it becomes easier to get into the real estate game and you're going to see a flood of investors. That's what I think is going to happen. We're going to see maybe not like in 08 and 09 because that was crazy. House prices just plummeted. Like in my market in Michigan, a house that was in a like a like a, a B neighborhood, right? Like nice, solid brick ranches, safe, blue collar neighborhood was worth 150, like in 07 or 06. In 08 and 09, that $150,000 brick ranch on a nice little piece of land in a safe neighborhood in a blue collar environment, blue collar um, city, that $150,000 house was worth like 40,000. You know, like it needed work, but even renovated, it was worth like 70 or 80,000. So the prices got cut in half, like within six months to a year, house prices went in half. And so what happens when house prices go down and new investors start coming into the market. And so 
that's what we're going to see because people are going to think, oh, wow, house prices, it used to be, you know, 150 or it used to be 250 or whatever it is right now. And now it's like, it's not going to be half, I don't think, but it's less than that. And so you're going to get new people coming into the market. What does that mean? I mean, when you buy, especially when you're going direct to seller, sometimes it gets challenging when new investors come in because, right, they don't know they don't know what they don't know. Like they don't know a lot. And so they don't know how to price houses. And sometimes they'll buy high. And what happens when they buy high is they get in trouble because they can't, they can't sell it at the end of the day. Or if they're a wholesaler, they're buying high and then they don't have a buyer for it. Right. And so look out for those opportunities for people who maybe got something under contract and they're new and they just don't know what they're doing. And so they can't offload these properties. That might be an opportunity for you, either as a wholesaler to go in and kind of be there to help with your buyer's list. Or if you're a house flipper, you can swoop in and say, hey, uh, I can't buy it for what you're asking. You paid too much. Let's go back to the seller. Let's renegotiate this, see what we can do and kind of help them through that and be a light for them in the darkness and create that relationship where, where maybe you, you can take that property on and do well with it. And so you're going to see new investors coming into the market and they're going to come in because it will be clear and, and, and folks like us at, at seven figure flipping. And when you go to flip hacking live, we're going to tell you it's, it's, this is the time, like it's a good time to be coming into the market and it's a good time to be in real estate right now as prices start shifting. Whenever there's a shift, it's always great to be in. I mean, it's always great anyway, but especially when there's a shift, you can start, you know, you can start making some changes that make a real impact. I, I, I'll tell you this, a little story. When, when uh, we meet several times a year in seven-figure flipping, and I think it was 2018. I was trying to remember before I recorded this, but I think it was 2018. Me and Andy McFarlane and Bill Allen and Jeremiah Johnson and Adam Ray and Terry Berger and a bunch of people uh, in, in our mastermind got together. And what we were saying at that time, it's so funny that I think back to this because everyone is wondering about the market and what's happening and what if house prices start going down? Like, is that a bad thing? And I remember when we were in that meeting, like four years ago, and what we were saying in that meeting was, guys, listen, the market is appreciating. Houses are going up in value. We are moving into the hardest time to be a real estate investor that there is. When you're approaching or traveling toward the peak prices, it becomes really, really tough. And if we can just figure out a way to be successful and thrive in this appreciating market, once we get to the other side of that and prices start to drop, it's going to be so much easier. Like that was our conversation at the time, right? And so we were all brainstorming how do we thrive in a market where house prices are going up? Like it's going to be challenging, but we have to, you know, band together and like compare notes and figure out how do we do this? Because there will be people who will get washed out of, of the real estate game and will still be there. And so when things turn, we'll be a stronger, we'll be a stronger company and it'll get a little easier. And so that was then, right? We were in that, remember I said peaks and valleys, like high and low buyer seller market. We were transitioning. We were going up the hill 
and we hadn't gotten anywhere near the top, but we were going up the hill and we were talking about, ooh, this is going to be a challenging market. This is going to be really, really interesting how we're going to evolve and change and how are we going to get through this? And, and that was the conversation. And now we're sort of getting ready to go back the other way. And I hear people having the same conversation. What are we going to do? And it's funny because if you would have told us back in 2018, okay, we're at the top. Prices are going to start going down. I think there would have been a sense of relief back then of all these investors that I have so much respect for. and They run such great businesses. We would have all been relieved. It would have been funny to hear back then that four years from now, we would start to be going the other way, the other transition down into like a lower values or a buyer's market. And, and people are scared. We would have been like, what? Like, we just came from that. That was, that was a time where we thrived. And I've given presentations on what, it what I would do if I could go back to the beginning of my real estate journey in 2008. What would I do differently? With the knowledge that I have now, what would I do? And I think I could, I could have done so much more because I didn't know what I didn't know. I was new to real estate, but I think that was a real golden opportunity to seize a lot of success and to really like grow my business exponentially, but it was new. And so I didn't take advantage of all the things that I would if I was redoing that time. And so I don't want to go back necessarily to a period where people are losing their houses and, you know, it's pretty devastating for a lot of people. That's, that's not obviously what any of us are looking forward to. But what I am looking forward to is when the market goes down, which it's, it always does. It always goes up and down, right? You look at the stock market in a, in a macro sense, right? Like just like scan back and look at the last 75 years. And you can see over the 75 year period, if you're looking at it in that macro way, it just sort of looks like a 45 degree angle, right? A 45 degree line kind of going up, you know, predictably and reliably going up. And then when you zoom in, in a, in a more of a micro lens, right? And you look at maybe a 20-year period or a 15-year period or, or a 25-year period, you can kind of see things going up and down. You can see how it goes up and down, but it goes up and down steadily on that 45 over time. And so I do think that that is exactly what we're seeing. I don't think it's the, I don't think the valley or I don't think the low is going to be anywhere near what we saw in 2008. Just my opinion. I don't think we will see that, but we're going to see some sort of a dip. And when that happens and when uh, the media starts coming in and trying to scare the life out of us and tell us, you know, sell your house, get out. It's like, it's like a, houses are a little bit like stocks. You know, they kind of go up and down. You really don't want to sell on the way down necessarily, or at the bottom, like that's not really the best time to sell if you don't have to. Um, but people will be, the media will be scaring people and telling them the market's crashing. You're going to lose all of your equity. You've got to sell your house, like don't buy houses. And so when that happens as investors, we know what the media is saying. We know, we know better. We know it's good to buy low, sell high, right? So that's what we do as investors. We buy low, we sell high in, in any market, right? We buy it here, we sell it here. And so when it's a seller's market, it's like everything is up here. And when it's a buyer's market, everything is down 
here, but we still have that margin that we maintain. But what happens when the media starts trying to scare everybody is it will make our conversations when we go direct to seller, like with our marketing and we're, we're buying from the seller for, of the house, it'll make those conversations a little different because we know that the sellers are afraid that their house values are dropping and maybe they will be to some extent. We don't, nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody can guarantee how much it will or won't drop, but that will make our buying process easier, right? Hence the buyer's market. You get to the bottom of that hill, you're in a buyer's market. Why do they call it a buyer's market? Because it's easier to buy, because everyone wants to sell, because they're freaking out that they're losing their equity. They don't know how far it's going to go. And so they start just dumping their house. And it's a little bit fear-based, but the fact of the matter is it's going to get easier to buy. It'll get more challenging to sell, but that's just the nature of it. it one is usually easier than the other, but we're going to come to a point in this transition where I think buying and selling will get to be relatively the same, right? It'll be just as easy to buy as it is to sell and that kind of thing. There will always be investors like us out there. So if you're a wholesaler, don't worry. There's always going to be house flippers and landlords that are looking for good deals. And if you're a, a house flipper, there's always going to be people who are getting married. And so they need to buy their first house who are downsizing. They need to buy the next house because their kids just moved out or whatever, and they need a smaller house. And unfortunately, there's always going to be things that other life uh, instances where people need to sell death, divorce, job transfer, job loss, all of these things, deferred maintenance, their house is just in bad shape, and they need to get out and, and do something else. So there will always be reasons why people are selling and buying houses. And so I don't think that that's going to necessarily go away. I, I know it won't go away. As a matter of fact, there will always be that. You just have to know where are we in the market? Where are we on that hill in the valley, right? The peak in the valley. Where are we? Are we on our way down? Are we up? If we hit the bottom, are we at the top? That's the kind of thing that you, that you need to know. That's how you're going to protect yourself. But like I said, the media is going to scare people and tell the masses what's happening. And it's not always, maybe hardly ever, what's actually happening. It's what is going to make people tune in. And, and fear makes people tune in. And that fear is going to be what, what helps you buy houses and what, what makes that buying process um, a little bit easier. So in my business, I do mostly wholesaling. Um, we do some other stuff too. We buy and hold some stuff and, and we have some notes and things like that, but we mostly wholesale. And like I said, I, I'm looking forward to a time uh, in the next few months or, or a year or so where buying is going to get easier. And so what I plan on doing is I'm not so much worried about the buying side, but the sell side is going to get challenging for a minute because house flippers, landlords, uh, they're all understanding that the market's going the other way and people tend to overreact a little bit. And so I would imagine that their numbers are going to get real, real conservative. And that's where we're going to strengthen our relationships with our buyers and our buyers list. We're going to be in close communication with them. What are they looking for? What are they worried about? What kind of houses do they want under any circumstances? Like, in other words, I don't care what happens to the market. I'm always going to be interested in three bedrooms, two bath with a basement and an attached garage in brick, right? Like th there are some investors that no matter what the market is, like I know I can sell them that product. And so on the buy side, as the buying gets easier, 
maybe we get a little bit more selective. Maybe we don't take as wholesalers, maybe we don't take swings at properties that have a weird layout. They're on a main road. Like maybe we were a little bit more careful or we build in more contingencies or we have conversations with sellers that are a little bit less, um, you know, confident that we're going to be able to, to close on this thing. And, and if we're going to take a swing on a house that we don't know our buyers are going to love, we have clear, open, honest communication with the sellers. And so that their expectations are not um, confused or that, that we meet whatever commitment we make to them. But I can tell you this, guys, regardless of whether you're flipping houses, you're buying and holding, you're wholesaling, the market that we're in is a good market. The market that we're transitioning to is a good market. The transitional period, good market. It's all good. You just have to adjust your approach. Um, there's a book out there, and I usually, I never look it up, so I'm never positive with the titles. I think it's called Who Moved My Cheese? You can find it. It's a famous book. But it talks about this concept of just, you can't go to where the cheese was yesterday. If someone moved it, you have to go to where the cheese is. And you know where the cheese is now because it's been there for a couple of years. The cheese is getting ready to move. And so you have to know where the cheese is moving to and get there. And preferably get there before everybody else because the sooner you get there, the more there is for you to eat, right? The sooner you adjust to the market conditions, the better off your company is going to be positioned to buy more properties, to sell more properties. And that's what we're trying to do, right? So you need to know where the cheese is moving and you need to move to that spot. But I can tell you the market is good. The market will be good tomorrow. The market was good 10 years ago. The market will be good 10 years from now. It'll be good five years from now. It's always good. Now is the time. They say the best time to do anything was 10 years ago. The next best time is right now. And I'm telling you, there is a way to win in every single market. And this conversation, this point of view, it's my point of view, but this is the kind of transparency. This is the kind of open, honest conversation, not, hey, everything's easy. It'll always be easy. No, there's things that you have to do. You have to adjust. You have to do things in your business that are sometimes not obvious to you. You have to, you have to figure those things out. And it's easier to figure out with a group of like-minded people. And so if you go to Flip Hacking Live, these are the conversations we're gonna have, real conversations about how do you succeed in this market that we're coming into right now? How do you succeed? What do you do? What's working for other people that you're not doing? These are the conversations we're gonna have. You need to go to Flip Hacking Live in October. You need to be there. Get your tickets, buy your tickets, buy your plane, reserve your hotel now because you cannot miss these conversations. They're absolutely critical. And this is what we're going to help you with.